0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Hara podcast. This is episode number 92, and today we are joined by Molly. Hello. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Um, so, first question that goes out to everyone. Okay. What brought you to CrossFit Harrow?
1: Um, so we were in lockdown number one. Yes. Um, and I, I think I might have looked in the mirror and thought, <laughs> <laughs> you're a fat blob. <laughs> so wanted nice to do to something about Yeah wanted to do something about it. Actually, and I think I might have said this to you before, I actually um, tried to get in contact with CrossFit Watford, sorry, um, but they didn't reply, we move on. Um, and then it was basically trying to find somewhere that I could commute into work, because I work yeah. in Hemel, um, and just trying to make that work. And I thought, oh, I reckon I can get to Harrow and then get to work on time. Um, so then I decided to get into contact with you um and you replied i think within about 3 seconds yeah i think
0: i might have my phone uh, in my hands yeah. <laughs> as the inquiry came through
1: um and i was like yes cuz i like people who are efficient and i think it like it just shows like good business sense and whatever yeah. um, and good customer service and i was like oh, i already really like this um and then that's when i decided to just make an appointment but i'd always sort of dabbled with the idea of doing crossfit but i'm I guess I'm sorry to say that and I realise it's not like that now, but I always thought CrossFit was like if you don't if you've got a six pack then you're allowed in and if you don't and you're not elite then well, you yeah,
0: can't. It's it's a big misconception, like even now. 100%. Like now that you're in it you realise that it's 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 not like that. No. But actually and even someone who's very comfortable with a lot of the things that you do within it, um, for you to feel like that, also oh, yeah, uh, you know, those who aren't so comfortable with certain movements or whatever might would feel f- would feel worse what would yeah. you say to someone who <laughs> feels like that now
1: oh just 100% do it and you will you're never ever going to be like the best or the worst so I just think and everything's tailored to what you, you want need. to do and what you can do yeah. and especially here so if you can't quite do a movement then it will all be scaled and um, but I didn't see that and I think unless you you follow the right accounts on like social media you which just,
0: is a bollocks
1: yeah. thing and you just you all you see with crossfit is those athletes who have like really massively, yeah. like none of the girls have got an inch of fat on them and which actually, is not good no maybe yes no
0: because pe- women do look at that and go oh i wish i looked like that and you're like yeah. well actually if you've yeah. ever thought about <clears back throat> giving birth there's probably not a condition that you want to be in do
1: you know what i don't know whether i should say say this but what i love James,
0: get ready to edit this bit. up <laughs>
1: You know um the athlete like Laura Horver. Yeah. She is somebody a that good I
0: representation. is
1: such a good representation of somebody that is not skeletally. I mean, none of them are skeletally thin, but you know what I mean. Who, like, she looks like a normal, like, good-sized athlete. Yeah, yeah if that's yeah, yeah. Without, I want to say
0: without. I mean, she probably well, not she probably does. She does take her fitness seriously. Yeah. But actually. We don't know. I don't know what she does, but from a from a visual point of view, yeah, it might come across. Actually, although she takes it seriously, she has fun with it too, and yeah. she hasn't made such um drastic. You know, she's not there. She might weigh her food. She might not. She might. You know, wake up at regimented times and do this and that. But actually, in terms of her body and what, a, it's not what a woman should, know look, exactly like, a transfer, should yeah. look like or a male should look like. It's it's how you feel within your own skin. Yeah, but. She's not on this pedestal as this figure that you should look like.
1: No, and she comes, what, first, second, third or whatever, like, in in all events. So it just, I think if you want somebody to follow, to go, oh, you actually can be really successful, really fit and do really well and you don't have to have a six-pack, then she's somebody... But that took me ages to figure out with CrossFit.
0: Why is it, do you think, why is it that men or women aspire to have a six pack and that's their definition of fitness
1: i've no do you know i don't know i genuinely think it's just it's just social media and what you've been sold forever and if you look at like the trends what however many 15 years ago say you had to be a size six yeah and that that wasn't a six pack and now it's turned to oh you need to have a really big bum
0: yeah and like i actually saw uh something about some sort of creams and gels that you. oh i saw
1: that too that was james smith yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he ranted about that didn't he
0: and you're like logically yeah how do you apply cream and, and your bum expands?
1: it's ridiculous but people believe it they do because it's on but then I think that's that's targeted to people who have no idea about how where do you fitness. draw the line
0: like surely someone's got to wake up smell the coffee and go I've been fucked here
1: well but you know you know all those teas that are advertised like detox teas it's the same it's marketed to the same people isn't it who don't no yeah i guess so but if it's you know also I mean.
0: the other thing is, is instant right we i've said this in probably every podcast i've spoken to someone about it it is um you can buy that cream regardless whether it does the thing or not it doesn't by the way should i buy it and try it <laughs> um <laughs> i'll let you know <laughs> it, it, it you have it in your hand it's, ta- it's something that you can hold it's yeah. tangible same as the tea like you can yeah. drink it and like you, you almost feel that you drank it you go oh fucking hell, i feel thinner yeah yeah but that, that is the state of the industry. And I, and I I always say this, we have a responsibility and, and we say this um, often here, is that we do have, as a business, a responsibility to educate the guys like yourselves that walk in and call out bullshit when you see bullshit and actually just put people on a sustainable fitness program that they can probably 100%. do for the rest of their lives.
1: And I will shout out Case here and say that like he completely changed my yeah. look on nutrition yeah. and because that's what I did, so.
0: You worked with him for quite a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the difference in my body.
0: So that's something that you can talk about. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you remember, like, because it was quite a few months, wasn't it? It was what four, f- four, or five months, something like that. That yeah. you were on, like, under his supervision for nutrition. Yeah. And what did Nutri- that? What did? Yeah, that, four five months. What would that include? So what were your? Um, so that people get an idea of what like, kind of what nutrition coaching or mentoring is and that they can understand that actually it's not like here's a diet do that yeah what was it involved for you
1: so it was very much about what was what did I want to achieve and what did my week look like because I am probably more of the extreme of doing quite a lot of exercise because I don't just come here and I like you know that I do quite a lot of netball um, and I'm a PE teacher so I'm it's a very act- active role, very yeah. active and um, so I just found that Everything that I was reading or had been taught up until now was like, you need to cut your calories. The only way that you will lose weight and look really good is if you eat 1,200 calories. And every time I tried that, I would get to two o'clock and I'd have trained in the morning, done a whole day at work. And then I knew I'd have to go and play an hour of like people not netball all the time, but it is intense. And... In, of an intense sport and I just I wouldn't be able to get through the game and I'd feel I know it sounds dramatic but I'd feel lightheaded
0: yeah but you not, not be have, able to stand up you don't have enough food and food yeah. for the output of your body you this is a guess here you're probably going to need anywhere between two two and a half thousand calories yeah and you're eating 1200 yeah like that's a massive undercarb, what you're or
1: there's a whole cut carbs and yeah. that'll fit and I just me personally Cutting carbs does not work for me, and I've tried that before. So even if I was eating 2,000 calories of everything except carbs, again, like I just well, the thing is, sustain it. what
0: you do and what and what CrossFit is is, is a, essentially a score or a program that requires you to like carbs are your first main any source of energy. That's yeah. where your body will get energy from. And if you don't eat them, and you haven't got sufficient amount of of, of, uh, of fat stored in terms of like foods that you've eaten, your body and, and protein intake too your body's not going to have any energy.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that's what I really learned from it was, like, the good carbs to have and that carbs don't need to be the enemy and you can eat a good amount of calories and still lose weight. Like, I had lost weight eating, be- eating more. eating more. Yeah,
0: and you didn't believe that at the beginning? No, I did not
1: believe it. And Kay said to me all the time, like, just, it will work. Just stick with it. And I did and trusted him. And, like, the difference, like, I have pictures and I'm sometimes I'm like, I can't believe that i used to look like that and by some miracle so at the moment i've not been training nearly as much as i was in the summer and i'm pretty sure that i've still maintained yeah
0: because it's something that's realistic yeah and obviously training training is very dependent your or your body's uh let's say appearance is very dependent on the type of training that you do yeah so where where weight training is very important for a female and male that will kind of shape your body in a certain way in terms of like having uh you know it's claimed that women or guys want to be lean and what that means is increasing muscle mass so yeah resistance training is important to that which will give your body a, a you know a certain look
1: 100%. whilst
0: long distance cardio <laughs> yeah. which a lot of people My do, love <laughs> which will, is like almost like muscle wastage yeah like there is no definition in your body can't, you could weigh the same or you could weigh 10 kilo less yeah but you wouldn't look as good as like if you were full up let's say
1: well that i mean that again is another thing that i've learned from crossfit is that you don't need to sort of train for five hours a day and the majority the way that you look is what 80 90 of your food intake it's got yeah do all of the weights do all of the exercise but you just need to control what you're eating so like i've really made because i know that i haven't been training as much no i'm probably not as fit but I still think about what
0: I eat. But you have to all, like, and it's often, again, we say this to every, each individual because we want to give them the right information that there are different times in your life where you're going to be able to do more things than others. So, you know, the, the where you had um, a lot of your success was because you had the allocated time to be able to do that. Now it's finding a way of being able to, just, again, do that, but with yes. the time now that you have, which is less.
1: A hundred percent Um
0: So... People, you know, had such good res- res- internal results through lockdown and things like that. And, and and actually now for a lot of people, it's just finding out how they can maintain that going back to to work.
1: I, I'm not going to lie. It's been like a massive, like, you know, it's been a massive struggle for me to try and do as much as I was doing. Yeah, and,
0: but we always compare, right? Yeah,
1: and you well, I certainly feel guilty because I can't maintain what I was doing before. And then you get into this silly cycle of, well, I'm not doing as much as before, so I'm not going to be as good as I was then. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that because you, you've got different priorities. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, no one, but I'm doing well at work. Yeah. So, and, you know, I've worked for the rest of my life. I've yeah, got and, to and do at one that, point, so.
0: something's going to just be a little bit higher on that list, you know, or multiple points throughout your life. It's, fitness will pop up and it'll pop back down. Yeah. I and mean, it'll pop up and it'll pop back down. But generally, if you don't make any drastic changes and we stay away from that all or nothing approach, and sometimes I feel like that, I do all or nothing yeah. sometimes. If we actually stay somewhere in the middle, uh, close to like the equator line, then
1: it is true. You're, you're fine. I'd, I certainly like need to remember that at times because I I'd go off that. And
0: you've also got to think, there really isn't any end result, right? There isn't yeah. really an end.
1: It's just how you feel.
0: It's, it's perception. Yeah. Because actually we're not doing... Uh, again, say this very often, we're not doing this for like a year. We are doing this for like 25 to 30, to yeah. 35, 40, 50 years of our lives. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get to a 12 week block and go, I've completed fitness, tick, boom, done. Yeah. Don't have to do anything ever again. Because then there comes like holidays, then there comes social events, then there comes um, you know whether it be children, then there comes other priorities and like it's just fitting that all in to do something that's sustainable. Yeah, that's the key. That's actually realistic. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's people in different positions than us that maybe don't have children and, and, and married life and, and everything else that comes with that, that find themselves, comparing themselves to a time that they were before. Yeah. And then oh, I want to get back to that time. And then they're right, like, right, fuck it, I'm waking up at five o'clock in the morning, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to And you're like, realistically, you can't, can't sustain that. You
1: can't sustain it, you, it, no.
0: So you're just setting yourself up to th- that whole cycle of failure. like
1: Yeah, and then you feel bad and then you yeah, just go on that. Yeah, yeah. So and even, just,
0: you know... The, we're recording this two weeks ahead. So, this will be mid January that this comes out. And people will still make that same mistake in New Year. Like, right, I'm going to go join a gym. Yeah. Give it it's class- my beans for the first week. Yeah. And actually, no, like, let's just slow it down. Let's just yeah. let's pull, it, pull it back a little bit and go, yeah, we can do that. But we're not going to do it for three months. We want to do that for 12. Uh, yeah. Or, or obviously, even longer.
1: Every Everything you sort of read, what well, I think that's like hel- healthy, good advice is just consistency for you yeah just find your own consistency and that doesn't mean that it has like you and i have different yeah what we believe is consistent if it's too
0: good to be true Mm. it usually is yeah um but fitness relies on sorry the fitness industry relies on people wanting that quick fix and that doesn't help with the whole social media element it doesn't help with the media and the expectations of others on other people i
1: think it has gotten better i don't know i, don't do you know. Think, I think it's getting worse it, do you, well only because uh, maybe that's just my perception in that i really didn't agree with looking like a size six skeletal so in terms of like what i like the fact that now no you shouldn't have to look like an image but as in at least we're not trying to tell people that you need to look anorexic for yeah yeah you yeah. know to look healthy at least now women are be- allowed to be it is. like a normal size yeah whatever so, normal might be yeah. but it is
0: it is there's more of an open conversation or normal. yeah 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 there is more of an open conversation to be like actually you don't need to be like that you yeah. can be whatever you want to be
1: and I just think it's like super re- like really key to make sure that you don't follow those accounts that just make you feel awful about yourself and you find people who yeah there's a massive psychological like. effect to those oh I think it's awful. I think the world would be a better place without it, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> that is.
0: That's, I think the main things at the moment on social media are something to do with fitness, something yeah. to do with some sort of NF fucking tea that at the moment, <laughs> Bitcoin and cryptocurrency oh, yeah. and all that. And I then, don't even understand Obviously, that. this whole global, the whole COVID thing. And mm. it's, actually, if you turn away from that and just got on with and put a plan together of like how you want to improve your health and fitness. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean gym six times a week. That can literally mean you picking three days out of the gym to go to and then the rest of however you manage your own diary is spending time with friends family yeah and you know doing things that are fun yeah in the the day we all want to fucking have a glass of wine or beer and we want to eat a whole packet of chocolate biscuits (laughs) um but we want to look good at the same time yeah it's just that balance
1: definitely
0: um you actually done uh sports management. management at uni yes i did what was the choice behind that
1: uh honestly <laughs> uh, not clever enough to do sports science uh so n- is that strictly true i don't know um i my a levels were in p business and psychology right and i really enjoyed business and sport and i basically just scoured loads of unis to see if i could combine the two or do some sort of combined course with sport and um business I was never any good at science at school so I didn't really enjoy that element of like yeah of fitness um that's actually quite fun
0: yeah I (laughs) know I'm not good at it but it's fun
1: uh yeah I was never any good at that even if I tried biomechanics if you ever studied that I mean I know a
0: little little bit very like yeah
1: yeah I just couldn't get my head around it um so that is why I decided to do sports management um
0: Uh, what does it consist of though like what in terms of um, organisations of black like sports? Yeah, so
1: it was basically... Um, another thing that I wanted to do was make sure that I had a practical element in my course. So it kind of whittled down or got rid of quite a few universities. So I did coaching as well as part of my course. So my course was the sports side in learn how to coach and... Um, learn about, you could choose like physiology or whatever it might be. So there were still some sciencey bits behind it. But then I also had to do like an enterprise project to do with sport. So I had to come up with um, a business idea that was around the fitness industry. So- What did you come up with? It was an app actually. Um,
0: And that was many moons ago. (laughs) Many moons
1: ago, I designed an app uh, and my app, it frustrates me. And I think even now, so if you move into a new area you can't just Google sports clubs. In fact, this is backed up by safety. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I could make millions here. Um, Sophie, new um, CrossFit coach, um, said to me, are there any netball clubs in the area? Because she tried to look on the internet and couldn't find anything. So wouldn't it be really good, no matter what sport you want to try and do, if you could go onto an app and it would literally list every single sports club... Based on the area. Based on the area that you are.
0: There's your directory.
1: So it, it frustrates me so much because to find good leagues and it's just impossible like, but it's got to
0: start at grassroots right yeah you,
1: yeah. but yeah I mean like at every level I think that you should be able to go somewhere centrally and find sports clubs for people because it just puts people off and then you have no grassroots players and then you have nobody yeah. participating in sport and then
0: that sport dies out or that yeah. club dies out
1: exactly so that was my idea nice um, genius
0: on um, so sports management yeah um, left uni you, did you go what well, uni did you go to?
1: UIC in Cardiff it's now Cardiff Metropolitan University right um, which was great like I loved it
0: and did you go to school in London no
1: no I'm originally from well actually I'm originally from Newcastle and then when I was nine I moved to Cheltenham so I'd say I was brought up and raised in Cheltenham and that's where I did I, so I moved in year four um does that make me nine I don't know No, idea. um so yeah and I did like all of my secondary school in Cheltenham went to university in Cardiff. After finishing at Cardiff, I then went and did a ski season. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did two actually. So I worked in Val d'Ezère in France for six months and then I did summer in Mallorca um, in villas. So I was like concierge, um, worked in very nice um, chalets and villas.
0: Would that mean that you were going out skiing every day? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Was, was that part of the job or?
1: Yeah, so you, it's kind of like the, um main reason why anybody would do it so you effectively do shift work so you serve people breakfast in the morning so you're working like probably 6 30 until 10 clean everybody's rooms then you get from however quickly you can do that 10 30 until about 5 you can ski or do whatever you want with your day then you go back into the chalet serve afternoon tea and then get ready for dinner service um and then that's six days a week um you get one day off a week um, you get paid about £100 a week. Although actually, I think now quite a lot of laws have come through, in, <laughs> specifically in France, that you can't pay people from the UK less than minimum wage in that country. Oh, right. So now if you go, you have to basically treat them like proper employees. But you're working country.
0: out, only, would still only be 6 till 10.30. Yeah. And then that 10 till 5, that you don't get paid for that time.
1: No. But you get all your accommodation, all of your... You get an annual ski pass. You get all your food Which is paid worth for. quite a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, actually, they sold the package. Um, it was, like, the best time of my life. It really? Was, oh, it was so... Yeah, so much Did fun. Did you
0: prefer the warmer skis... at uh, the, the colder ski season or warmer?
1: They were really different. Are they? Yeah. Um, you probably got more time off in the summer. You got one and a half days off. Um that I just oh, love, wow. I, lo- I know, <laughs> I love both, they were great. And it's, it made me like, I love Mallorca. I'd go back there, like. Would you like, do it again? Yeah, it was so good. Well, probably now a bit old, getting a bit old. Um, <laughs> but I look back and I'm like really pleased that I did that. Um, and then I did a second season in Morzine, which I didn't like so much. Um, and I literally went, well actually that season there was literally no snow. It was like a, a f- fluke year, it was awful. Anyway.
0: Did you, did you, well, obviously we're still working.
1: Yeah, working. So very similar thing, but for a very small company. So then I was like head concierge. Um, and that was basically looking after like free chalets and just making sure that they were, yeah.
0: Ski- skiing is probably, I, I, when I went there, I really enjoyed that. So, it, so it, good. It is a good holiday.
1: I've been really lucky that I've done it since I was younger. So I always had like an interest in it.
0: How, did you go when you, you went? Yeah, when you were, yeah,
1: yeah. So my my mum actually did ski season. So she did. She worked out there for a long time, and that's just what she did. Um,
0: I suppose you saw that, and yeah,
1: and she always talked about it so highly, and I think that's probably what made me want to do it. So that was always my plan: like do university and then go and do a ski season.
0: I, I often ask this people this question about like just getting up and go. Yeah. How do you do that?
1: What do you mean?
0: So. It's a big decision to be like, I'm going away for six months.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just trying to comprehend how people just get up and go, I'm going to go and do this for six months or 12 months.
1: I think for me, it was the fact that I knew that it was sort of, it was organised, like loads of people do it. So you're not the only one in that position. Yeah. yeah. And it was all organised. I knew that I would have accommodation. I knew that I would get paid. Everything was set up. So, because I'm somebody who's quite like, I like everything to be planned and I'm fairly organised. The comfort for me there was, I don't have any... There's no strings attached. I've got no plans. I've got no job.
0: Responsibility. Yeah, I was going to no say, a lot, a lot of it, the risks in that sense are lower. If you ask
1: me now to up my life and go away for six months, I'd be like, absolutely not. Where am I going? How many are am I going to get paid? What's my accommodation? By How old were you like, when you done it? 22. So I, I'd literally just finished university. Yeah. I had no... You had options? Yeah. You had options. I would no... But I had no... My last year of university, a lot of my friends were like, "Oh my god, I need a full time job. I'm going straight into full time job, or I'm going to become a teacher." A l- loads of people that I know, because I went to a sports uni, everybody became a PE teacher, and right. I was like, "I don't want to do that." Yeah, that's
0: probably like the natural progression. A lot now of people, look me. <laughs> a lot of people might do they go abroad and do like jobs abroad for, for like PE teaching. A lot like people do camps America and all that. Yeah, stuff. they do. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, not do, quite. A lot of my friends actually did a gap year before university I I just I did it the other way around yeah yeah. um
0: in some ways better because you're a little bit older you can enjoy things a little bit more
1: I think so I just wanted to sort of get school and essay writing and all that yeah yeah yeah. done yeah and ticked off but I definitely went to university because everybody else I think when I think had I've had my time again I'm not sure I would have gone I'm not academic
0: how did you as a as a nine-year-old moving from Newcastle to Cheltenham
1: To be honest with you, I think I was too young to... Notice anything. Notice. Me and my brother were just told that that was what was happening. And I don't remember going... In fact, I've never thought about this. I don't remember going, oh my God, my whole life is going to change. We were just sort of put in a car.
0: And I suppose (laughs) if you were to say that to a nine-year-old now, I mean, it'd probably be quite a... Uh, an experience it could be positive negative experience for a nine-year-old it quite, could be quite traumatic but if you say that to a nine-year-old nine-year-old now it's probably a little bit more traumatic than a nine-year-old back when you grew up just because of what's around what they see it's,
1: fe- do the, you know, it's funny the that life you say they get that yeah, to. yeah 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 because because I teach you see and I teach secondary so I see kids from 11 years old up to 18 and I think to myself especially the 11 year olds I was never that mature or sort of adult at that age I think then that brings me back to my uh, earlier point of social media ruining everybody's lives yeah because uh, and they all have mobile phones I didn't have yeah. a mobile phone till I was at least probably year eight yeah I think I had
0: one at um, 30
1: yeah or something like that and every I think you're absolutely right in that
0: it, it just it kind of like masks an element of their growing up
1: yeah but it's really difficult as a parent. So what yeah. do you do? If, what do you do now? Do you stop your child having a mobile phone when they, everybody everyone, else has one? And then they
0: almost like revolt against you.
1: Yeah. So what do I you guess
0: do? It's, I get, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a parent. But I would imagine that. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I'd imagine that it's like, Giving it in small doses, yeah, like enough for them to get what they need out of it, but not enough that they take the piss out of it and that it can camera in their life.
1: Yeah, because I mean, really, I know you can put sort of, um, you can stop them going on certain sites and stuff, but yeah. can you really? Well, I just think that I don't know.
0: I, I mean, this is we're really gonna sound really negative, but I think it's just gonna get worse. Yeah. Like the exposure to it is 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 massive, and even like, um, if no one, the guy for the guys that are listening, it. This whole metaverse thing, like with Facebook changing its name to, to Meta, and they're actually building a metaverse where it's you can. Um, I actually watched Black Mirror recently. Oh yeah, yeah, have you seen that?
1: I haven't, no, but I know what you mean.
0: I, I think it's the second episode, which is more relevant relevant to kind of what's going on in the world right now. That you can enjoy an experience, but you won't be there. You would, it would be live. So I think they're doing like it's a version of like Britain's Got Talent. But in the in the audience is a, um, what they call now an NFT, is like an artwork of you or something, but you're watching it through a screen. Oh my God. But you can interact through that. So if you talk, that person's thing is like, you know, moving, it's, it's just a scary world. That is nuts. And I think it's just only gonna get bigger and, and worse.
1: Definitely. I, like, what I find really sad when you look around at kids, so I actually saw this yesterday, there was, um, a mother and their child the child must have been five I reckon and the child's walking down the street watching a video like this so they're walking down the street and the child's got a phone watching a video out loud and the the mum has their hand on their back like guiding them so they don't walk into a lamppost and I'm like can you not even get your child away from that screen to walk home from yeah. Tesco's? to but whatever then th-
0: that, I think that, that's a whole other conversation. That's because that, nuts. That, but that could also be like I've I've spoken to, to Con about this. Uh, like that people sometimes have children too early and yeah. as a parent they haven't developed those skills. So when they have a child, they haven't they can't teach those skills because they haven't they don't know them. So mm-hmm. the easiest thing for them to do is
1: he's screen watch
0: this. I just
1: like, I don't get me wrong if I ever get to a point of having children I will probably do that too I know that sometimes it's super stressful well, it, but I'd like to think that I wouldn't let my five-year-old walk down the street holding a phone watching a video I never I had that, that. It.
0: it was like like you know even if it came uh, of a case of like like dinner you know kids will be like now nah, I don't want to eat that or yeah you know like <laughs> I remember going up, you don't eat that
1: you're not getting anything <laughs>
0: I'll see you next week mate yeah, yeah not, but that's the eating.
1: same and we're of similar age so I just think it's like
0: just the world just yeah. how the world is is going um okay so you uh you've done your um, sports management yeah um and then you decided after sports management that you done your skis yeah and after you got back from skiing
1: well so I I don't really I don't really know why I uh, anyway um
0: you chose a different yeah route.
1: I just basically as I said everybody was becoming PE teachers and for some reason I was like I don't want to do that um and I on a whim after my ski season so it got to so you finish the ski season around May so I didn't want to get trapped into sort of season life where you just live on like a rotation of summer winter summer winter um and I was like I'll move to London don't know why I think again that I'm quite inspired by my mum like I love my mum and she sort of did that and I was I don't know why I think I might have just had a conversation she always said to me go and see other places like you don't need to just come back to Cheltenham and live here for the rest of your life she she's very much taught me from a young age to go and see the and world she's in Cheltenham. Yeah. yeah 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 and my dad as well um and so I was like okay I'll just move to London and my I had met my now like best friend and sister-in-law she married my brother so we met on my first ski season and she was living in London and there was a spare room in her um in her flat and oh my god it was an absolute shit hole um it was in uh, mile end in east London Jesus Christ it was a dive and it, I literally had like this much room for all of my stuff it was horrific I'm glad they did it so I moved in there and then I was like I don't have a job so how am I going to pay the rent and I, she had been working for an agency, like a hospitality. So they ring you and say, we've got a shift from five until 11, and it might be I don't the know, at the life. O2, yeah. it might be at Wembley, it might be uh, Royal Albert Hall, it might be in a very posh private dining room, whatever. Um, and I was like, I'll just go there, sign up, and that's how I'm gonna earn some money. So I went, um, and then long story short, they actually offered me an office job for 350 pounds a week um, and I was like oh, I reckon I can just about get by on that because obviously everybody knows living in London is horrifically expensive Um so I just thought I'd prefer to do that than shift work at least I know where I'm going yeah. every morning shift and I was a car. resourcer so I basically looked at CVs called people and invited them to come in so I invited temps in um, and then I just sort of got stuck there for five years. Oh, and you went five years? Yeah, so I, that's then ladder. how I got into recruitment. So I started as a resourcer, I then became a consultant. So that was looking after, um, I worked on the contract catering desk. So that was looking after places like Aviva, HSBC, um, oh, wow. KPMG. Like basically imagine Canary Wharf, all those yeah. big office buildings. They have contract caterers that run all of their... Um, meetings and events yeah meetings events and I would supply staff to them um so like top-up agency staff and then I became a senior consultant then a divisional manager and it taught me I'm really really grateful for the experience like it taught me hard work I worked seven days a week I was contacted by clients at five o'clock in the morning temps would drop out on a Sunday it ruined my life but also taught me but
0: you probably gained quite a lot of
1: it, uh, so it? much like hard work, like how to be organised, like some really, really valuable work skills. So I'm eternally grateful. Like I got to go to South Africa because I won um, an award through work. Like, so we were rewarded this really well. Is this where you
0: done the cycle thing? No. Okay.
1: No, Um. actually that was through yeah. Evolve. Yeah, so as well as going to South Africa, I then got the opportunity to go to Kenya um so an email circulated the office saying, does anybody want to do this charity bike ride? It's cycling 500 kilometers um, through Kenya. And I was like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, right, I'll try that. And you had to raise, I think it was 1,500 pounds minimum. And I, I think I managed to raise like 2,800 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was great. And my boss who owned the company said that they would pay for flights and everything. So all I had to do was raise this money. Um, so that was like one of the best experiences ever, hard. Like we cycled 100 to 120 kilometers a day. Wow. Um, but it was, it was amazing. Um, and I'll literally never forget that. But so I'm so grateful for that experience, um, but it just got too much. Like I just couldn't sustain working those hours. I,
0: Stress levels like 100. Sky
1: high, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and actually during those five years I'd left for six months and then came back. All right. Um, so I went to a different recruitment agency, wasn't for me.
0: And they were like, come back.
1: Uh, yeah, then they gave me my job back, but I had to start again. So I had to build a desk from zero. That was hard work, but actually it became very successful. Um, so again, like another thing, like business development calls, all of that had to do all of that, which was really scary. Um. So yeah, but it just got too much, and I thought, what am I going to do? And I just thought I'm going to become a PE teacher, and it. I just wanted something to be practical. I didn't want to sit at a desk anymore, and I just, on a whim, sort of quit my job. And I managed to get into an um. It's called a skip program, so it's like on-the-job training. Okay. So that was a year, but that was scary. I was going... But you already from, had...
0: Because you had your degree, this was just like a teacher top Was it like yeah, a teacher
1: top-up? Yeah, teacher top-up. Up. Yeah, so it was basically a PGC, but it was it qualified teacher status. Um, but that was... I don't know. You go from earning... I was earning very good money and on a lot of commission to nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then having to pay £9,000 to do a course and not getting paid for a year. So it was like a huge life changing things. Probably quite a do. valuable lesson in there too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, About budgeting. And.
1: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And like it was, it was hard, but you know, I'm lucky that I was able to do it. Um, but best decision that I ever made. And I, yeah, just then became a teacher and managed to get secure a job and like never look back. And even when I have hard days at work teaching, I'm so grateful for Evolve and my recruitment days because nothing will compare to how hard I worked in that job.
0: And, and how long have you been teaching for?
1: So this is my third year. Um, so not, I'm like a very new teacher comparison. Um, in comparison to a lot of other people, yeah. So I'm probably just about finding my feet with it.
0: How did you find um, the lockdown for teaching?
1: Um, well... <laughs> I must say um, as a PE teacher it was fabulous because I didn't have to do anything so we just basically made videos of ourselves working out and posted them so I logged on each lesson for about five minutes and then said goodbye so I'm not gonna lie I had a lot of time off work which was lovely.
0: Obviously the PE element of it is very different to like maths and stuff.
1: Oh I mean those teachers like hats off to anybody that probably teaches any other subjects because I know that they all work their absolute socks off. I just and those that go to CrossFit to teach another subject will literally roll their eyes at the V teacher because it's so true, we do nothing. Um, some days I'm at work and I'm like, I can't believe I get paid for this. Um, so um yeah, it was Did, you, did it make you yeah. a better teacher? Lockdown. Mm. Absolutely not. No? No. Because I didn't I didn't really honestly I really hope nobody from work listens to this because I did nothing.
0: <laughs> did you not have to do like obviously you know, you thought a little bit outside the box you were filming. Um,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely. But like, I, it I loved him. As you personally
0: didn't get better? as it you, it didn't change?
1: Not really. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I do teach theory as well. Um, but because I was on a block of coursework, so I was basically just chasing kids coursework. to do their work. They'd, they'd been taught everything. Um, I did actually have an online observation, which was okay. So, I guess it it's taught me to teach online, but I really hope that we never have to do that ever again because it was horrific so those teachers who yeah, teach yeah. you know English math science whatever it re whatever it might be yeah. awful
0: and you've done some filming I did for the app for harrow app, yeah tell us about that experience
1: It's actually really like I It was really good for my confidence. I think was it? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I was really, really nervous about doing it. Like you know that. And then once you've done one, or once you've done a couple, then it was okay. It's easy.
0: Pass me the mic. Yeah, exactly.
1: But I that was at a period of possibly overtraining and not knowing when to stop, stop, which then led to not the nicest injury in the world. So injury prone. Yeah, a little bit because I don't probably look after myself as much as i how
0: important is is recovery
1: extremely important and you have taught me that
0: (laughs) how much recovery do you do
1: now a lot
0: (laughs) but it's but it is funny though we you know even me to this day i think we all as humans need to get better at this we we kind of push our bodies
1: oh i'm so typical along
0: the way there'll be like red flags and your body's telling you like you need to stop or you need to change something but we just continue and we just ignore it.
1: i just think i'm invincible yeah we we do i do now we do
0: like we just find we, we just don't know when that sometimes where that line is and when we should actually like rein it back a little bit. Yeah. But like actually, if I do less, it's probably going to benefit me more Definitely. for a short period of time. Do you
1: know I actually got a massage gun for Christmas? The, the, yeah, like,
0: I, I think I think people should <laughs> utilize massages a lot more yeah. um, for the benefit of like your own health. Um, it's good to have that. I think
1: it's good for you mentally. Yeah, like yeah. Like, it's like,
0: good to take that time out for the forty-five minutes hour. Yeah. In a very quiet room, Um, generally, you know, there's no sound. The the masseuse doesn't really talk much, Um, and for you to like relax and and de-stress. What um, what are your uh, goals and plans moving forward?
1: To not put so much pressure on myself that I have to train seven days a week, twice a day, and that will mean that I, and if I don't do that, then I won't be as fit or look a certain way. I think taking the pressure off is a lot better for my mental health and if I only train three days a week, then that's absolutely fine. Is that
0: is that one of your specific goals fitness wise, you just get focus on like if I get three sessions in a week, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Because I also have I play netball three times a week. So without Which is a lot it's a lot of volume. Like three and three. And a a lot I don't think people sort of appreciate how much impact there is in netball. Like it's jumping constantly. So and you know I've Rolled my ankle a few weeks ago. So there was a lot to go yeah, with yeah, yeah. that as well. So I just, um, yeah, just to take it a little bit easier.
0: I think uh, a lot of us have these goals of like wanting to achieve X, do Y, and then get Z and stuff. But actually, like, that's a long goal. Yeah. But if we just look at just taking that first step, that's a goal in itself. So, for example, the goal that you said, look, if I can get in three sessions a week, I'm ticking boxes that's a com- it yeah. doesn't have to be I need to finish this workout in this time I need to get this weight for repetitions it can just be I'm content with three sessions per week
1: that that is it and I I had goals before is that I need to be the best in the class I, I need to like finish this super quickly but it's not really about that for me but in one way the injuries the moment, kind of so told
0: you it Kind of in one way the just, injuries it, that humbled you honestly said, it's just down.
1: yeah it's just I think it's just more scared me a little bit yeah, that yeah, yeah, i just yeah. a bit bit nervous to push, because and push and push. when
0: when things are going really well you tend to get you like you push more you yeah. get carried away you're like i can do more i can do more and then yeah time's so, up something... i mean
1: don't get me wrong i'm literally no crossfit expert but i just
0: <laughs> <But you enjoyed laughs> talk like i'm a bro. <laughs> you enjoyed the training you enjoyed yeah the benefits you, you enjoyed what it was giving to you and what i think you're it's just because
1: it. i'm naturally competitive so you just you always want if you're a competitive person you always want to push to be the best it doesn't necessarily mean in the class and against other people but of yourself it's just pushing yourself constantly and i just went too far um which is yeah just really annoying but i just need to tone it down a little bit that's fair enough that is my 2022 goal
0: the goals of 2022 yeah molly we have run out of time for today shame um (laughs) thank you very much um guys and girls join us next week